So, are you sore at all? Mm-hmm. A little bit. Like biceps and lats from all the pull-ups? Biceps, lats, uh, quads from like the assault bike and the overhead squats. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, nothing, nothing bad. Like if we had to compete today, I'd be fine to compete. Yeah. It's just kind of training sore. How's that compare to other years? Um, I've had, I've had previous years where it's like, I feel like I'm on my deathbed and it's like, thank God competition's over. And then I've had previous years where I felt perfectly fine. Um, th so th this year's right in the middle. Yeah. I mean, so you got, first of all, congratulations. Thank you. Right? Four in a row. Yeah. That's pretty legit. Good, not great, you know? <laughs> uh, no, great. I, I think one of the things that made this year exciting from like a spectator standpoint is that, you know, it's, there's been this, this like storyline of your dominance going into like the final event or events of the weekend always, mm -hmm. right? It's like, oh, Matt doesn't even have to do this workout, yeah. right? And that was definitely not the case this year. You yeah. know, the circumstances certainly <laughs> put you in a position where you had to really knock it out of the park a mm -hmm. bunch of times over the last couple of days. You know, and I asked you during the press conference, you know, how mentally that kind of changes your, your perspective. And yeah. I thought your answer was pretty cool because you basically said, yeah, it is what it is. Nothing yeah. to lose. Go out there and win. So how does it feel after all is said and done, you know, sort of putting these four that you've done, you know, where does this one sit within those four based off of the circumstances of the win? Um, you know, comparing year to year, it's, it's really mixing apples and oranges. Each, each year is so different. Each year holds its own challenges and like every, every season has its own obstacles to overcome. So it, like there's a different sense of meaning to each each one um you know so i think it was last year there was so much talk of you know there's all this hype around roman krenikov um so this is just like one example but there's so much hype around roman and like i got asked a bunch of like well how do you feel that he wasn't able to compete you know he was one of the top ranked coming out of regionals we think he would have given you a run for your money at at the games but he wasn't here and, and I just say, you know, it's very unfortunate that he couldn't make it. You know, it sucks. Um, it's a bad situation. Um, I feel bad for him. And, but then there was so much hype of like, oh, like you only won because Roman wasn't there. I heard that from, yeah, from a lot of different people. And, and I didn't believe it to be true, but then like you hear it so much and then it just gets in your mind of like, oh man, like, was that why I won? And then... I show up to Dubai, he's in Dubai, and, uh, and I was like, oh, okay. Like, all the stuff everyone else was saying isn't true. And then this year, I've, I've heard it more this year than ever before of people saying like, oh, Matt doesn't compete well under pressure. And I'm like, just because you've never seen me compete under pressure doesn't mean I'm not good at it. And uh, But then you hear it so much and you, it kind of gets in your head of like, man like I've never been in that situation I don't know if I'm good at it I would like to think I am but I've never been there um, so to have that come up and be able to overcome it you know it's uh, it felt it felt good knowing that like okay I can handle that situation too it's, yeah. it's okay 
that was one of the things that, like, I spoke with Pat, you know, a while back. It was probably the beginning of the year, maybe late last year. And that was, you know, Pat was second place. He was kind of the <clears throat> guy who was going to be giving you the biggest problem, yeah. right? And mathematically speaking, the field has to beat you, not like an individual. Exactly, yeah. Right? So knowing that he was kind of like the guy who the field would have to help beat you, yeah. I had asked him what he wanted to see, and he was like, you know what? He basically said what what you just mentioned. is like, we haven't really seen Matt with his back against the wall yeah. on the final day, and I feel like if we can if we can at least see that, we'll see something yeah. interesting happen. And uh, I know you and, you and Pat are friends, so I can imagine you guys probably had a couple conversations about that at some point, but... <laughs> You know, it's interesting to see that you did come into this final day, you know, you had to win a lot of events to do it. Yeah. And I, well, and then like, it's that exact situation of like, Noah has this big chunk of points on top of me and then the field gets cut down to 10. Mm -hmm. And so, um, like there's the situation where the workout with the pegboard and dumbbell, it's like, all right, I won the event. I, I did everything I could do to put myself in a good situation. I won the event and then Noah finished a full minute later and no one came between us. So it's like I just I just gained 10 points. Right. And I beat him by a minute whereas like if there was a field of 30 or 40 there for sure would have been people in the middle and I would have gotten a bigger point spread on Noah. Um <clears throat> So yeah, I mean it's, it works both ways of yeah. Like me gaining benefit from that, but then also at the same time, like now the field's cut down, I don't have anyone else to middle. Yeah. So it's like you hope you go into that with a big enough point spread to make up for it. I wonder about, you know, your training is really methodical. Like I think one of the things <coughs> that you've been really clear about is that you're you're very, you know, critical about your weaknesses and really aggressive about attacking those weaknesses mm -hmm. and finding where you can improve. And when you can put yourself in a position like this, one that you haven't necessarily been in before, it felt like you were kind of finding another gear in some of these workouts. You're kind oh, of pushing into a hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, you know, like when you're going into a workout with a fifty point lead, you're ha you're doing it partly cautiously of like all right, I want to try to win this, but at the same time, I want to make sure I don't go out too hot and lose this 50-point lead. Mm -hmm. Whereas for most of this week, if it's coming second or tenth, I don't care. They're the same to me. They're both not winners. Right. Um, so it was, I'm, I'm going for first place or nothing. I don't care. I'm not being cautious and be like, oh, well, I want to make sure to secure my spot on the podium. I don't give a shit about that. I want to win. Um, so yeah, it was <clears throat> in a way kind of freeing of, all right, well, I can swing for the fences and if I miss, I stay in the position I'm in now, but if I connect, I can hopefully get enough points to get up on top. Um, so yeah, there, there were a couple events that if I were in the lead and had a bit of a cushion, I definitely would have been more cautious. But because I was in second place and down by a lot of points, I, all right, let's see what I got. Did you did you learn something about your capacity that you didn't know before because you had to get in that position? Um, I don't know if I learned and like I know when it comes down to it, when the chips are on the table, I'm able to put myself through hell. Um, 
finding the motivation to get there is really hard, you know? So like the type of thing where you don't, you don't feel the pain that you're putting yourself through, that's near impossible for me to hit in training. Um, and then to do it in competition, you, you need to be in a certain place. Um, you need to have a certain something to gain. And when you're sitting up by a cushy margin, like, well, yeah. why would you do that? Like, it's not worth burying yourself. Yeah, exactly. Like that, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there there were probably four or five workouts this week where it's just like the the pain doesn't matter. Like, it's yeah, it's 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 bigger than just this workout. Yeah, so. I wonder for <clears throat> so in situations like um, maybe Mary and maybe. Maybe even during that that pegboard event, it felt like the crowd is very fickle, right? The mm -hmm. crowd can kind of back the different a different person from oh, event yeah. to event. Yeah, and it's really easy sometimes, I think, to mentally lose that edge when you know you get announced out. You're not wearing the leader's jersey. Noah gets announced out to like huge roars. Oh. And it's like, does is there a moment in your head where you have to kind of squash that voice that's like maybe this isn't happening? No, so I mean, you hear the crowd. I I don't like if they're chanting Noah's name. I don't give a fuck. It makes no difference to me. Like, um, but I mean that that voice is in my head. And like, I mean before the games, I've talked about it a lot. Of like, you sign up for a competition. There's only two options. There's only two outcomes. Either you're gonna win or you're gonna lose. Um, and for me, it's like I have to like come to terms with both outcomes because they're both very real. Um, so, you know, weeks before the games, that's when insecurities are the highest. And, and, you know, I have to come to terms with, okay, I may walk out of this competition a loser. And am I okay with that am I going to be able to live with that you know what's my life going to look like if that's the outcome uh, and then dur during the week you know down down by 55 points with one day of competition left and it's like it's a very real possibility so that better come to terms with it and you know I'm still fighting I still want to win I'm still swinging for the fences and like I made it very clear I'm coming out every workout trying to win but I had come to terms with it may not pan out the way you want it to. Just keep going. <laughs> what do you think it was about this year that made the competition so much tighter? Was it just the structure of the cuts? Was it just you know the the sequence of the events? The programming kind of was in in a different you know realm than it has been in the past. What do you think that was? I think I think a huge part of it was just the cuts. Um, like a perfect example is that uh, the pegboard dumbbell workout. It's where I beat Noah by a full minute on a, I think I finished like 15 somewhere and he finished 16 somewhere, but I'm pretty sure it was a minute, give or take a couple seconds. And, and no one came between us. And then the next event, it's like, I lose to Noah by like four seconds and there's three people in there. So I, I think it's having that larger number of competitors on the field. It's, you're not just racing the guy in your heat. You're racing the two, three previous heats. Um, so there's gonna be those guys middling. 
Um, so, you know, having a lot of the big names out early, like Valner and Fikowski, I think that, that threw a wrench into things. How was it for you sort of coming into this game? I mean, everyone had, a, well, the people who got cut had really emotional reactions. I think those that, that moment of like having everyone sit on the bleachers and like calling out the names like in some sort of terrible, horrible middle school reenactment. Like, you're on the team, yeah. you're not on the team. Yeah, it was, yeah. I could see like people were shell-shocked. Like there was, there was some real emotions going on there. But how was it for you? This week we knew nothing. It was like, you know the event and you do it an hour and a half later and then that's it. You wait yeah. until the next one to get announced. I, I liked it. In, ter- in terms of that, of like, no big theatrics, no, like, I, I liked it. I liked going to bed, not knowing anything about the next morning. I liked everyone's finding out the workout at the same time type thing. You know, there's, there's no big stress or build up. It's, we're here to do the workouts and like, so this year I felt like the, what we were getting was the purpose of what we, why we were here. Everyone's finding out the workout, do the workout. Find out the workout, do the workout. Um, so I, I like the simplicity of it. Of You're not getting hints of like a picture of a mountain bike or a picture of a bench <laughs> press. And you're like, oh, is it a one rep? Is it a 50 rep? And then you hear all these different theories coming out of what right. people think it is. And half the time they actually don't mean anything. And it's like... Like a little voice in your head is constructing the worst possible exactly. workout for yourself. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah, so I, I liked it. I liked the find out an hour and a half or yeah. whatever it was, and yeah, I thought it was good. Did that, and I was talking to Brent about this earlier, and he was saying it, it made the weekend feel like it passed by much faster because there was no downtime. <clears throat> yeah, I definitely don't enjoy that aspect of, all right, you're here at 7 a.m. for a briefing, first men's heat is at 11. And it's like, why don't we get here at 10? Um, yeah, so I mean, there, there were a lot of meetings and hurry up and wait type scenarios, but I feel like that's how it is every year of briefing, event, and then it's like, oh great, I, I have four hours until my next event. I can like go to sleep or go take a shower, or just relax, and they're like, well no, you gotta, you gotta do this in an hour, then this in an hour and a half, and so it's the, the week of the games flies by every year because you're always just looking at your next task at hand you're never like on thursday you're not worried about an event happening on sunday it's on thursday it's like okay in an hour we have a briefing and an hour after that we have to be in corrals an hour after that we're on the competition floor mm-hmm. an hour after so it's just you're always looking an hour at a time and the week just blurs by yeah almost as if the, it, that's how i feel the season is gonna feel like starting up again in October. I mean, we have a very short turnaround period and you are, I don't know if you're known for it. I don't know if people watching this know or not, but you like to take your time in the off season, like decompress and get your head right for the next season because this shit's not easy. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, given that the open starts in like two months or whatever it is, you know, how are you, how are you going to reconcile those things? (sighs) Haven't thought that far ahead yet. Um, it was actually, uh, Craig just asked me, he was like, 60 days until the open. How you feeling? I was like, oh, dude, <laughs> I can let me enjoy that's this a, one for a minute and then I'll think about the next season. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I haven't thought that far ahead yet. Um, I'm sure we'll all figure it out, plan, start making a plan in the next couple of weeks. I mean, I'm, I'm just waiting to get up to my camp and unwind for a little bit. But uh, no, I mean, we'll see what weight the Open has, how many qualifying spots are out of the Open, if they're doing national champions again. Um, I mean, with how it played out this year, we, we didn't know the weight of each way of qualifying. So we didn't know if there was a benefit of winning a sanctional, mm -hmm. qualifying top 20, or national champion. And we get here and find out there's no difference between any of them. It played no effect. Whereas last year, we didn't know what the effect was going to be. So I said, okay, well, I want to qualify all three ways in case there is a benefit to one of them. And uh, so, you know, I definitely put a lot of time and, and effort into that. And then it ended up not meaning anything. So it's like, depending on the weight of each way, I'll, I'll figure out, I'll figure out my attack plan for this year. Um, you spend what a little more than half the year in Cookville, right? Yep. And I mean, you kind of have to for residency purposes. Yeah, yeah. Tennessee, right? So, um, I mean, it usually works out pretty well with, you know, after the games, I take a little bit of time for myself and Sammy to just have our time together, decompress, and then it's so much time on the road. And then as soon as I get back into training, we jump back to Cookville, and that's that's a good environment for that one soul. Like I'm here to train, compete, and our lives just revolve around that. Yeah, and I noticed that this year. Um, I, mean, I don't know if it's different from years past, but you and Tia kind of like, real like melded minds, like brought mm -hmm. it all together, and yeah. you guys were almost exclusively training with each other yep. for the past. I don't know, maybe a month or so, um, maybe a little longer. Well, yeah. So I mean, uh, when we were in Cookville, so I trained for Tia trained with me on my way up to Dubai. Um, and then she did Wadapalooza, then we both took a bit of time, and then leading up to Rogue, we were training together for a couple months, and then I told her a little bit before the Rogue Invitational, I was like, hey, just a heads up, after Rogue, Sam and I are going back to Vermont for the summer, and, and she was kind of like, whoa, 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 like, we have a good thing going here, what are you, and you're just leaving? I was like, well, you can move to Vermont with me, and so her and Shane packed up and came to Vermont for the summer um, yeah you know we both started out kind of cautiously of like feeling each other out and you know the training situation and then like just like hanging out and stuff lost just, our lights in here it's okay just keep going you're good um, yeah and then we just ended up getting along really well um, you know Shane Tia and I just everything clicked and so we were like all right let's keep this going and yeah, yeah it worked well it, it's interesting to me that you guys ended up training with one another because in a weird way you guys are the only ones that can push each other like um, you can I, I, I don't think I don't think that's the case um, I mean like my first couple years at the games I trained with guys that some were regional athletes um, and then others like can't qualify for regionals and it's you know a lot of the time I just I just want company in the gym um, 
but then other times it's like everyone has their wheelhouse thing um it just so happens that basically everything is tia's wheelhouse thing yeah seriously <laughs> but you know you guys can you guys can in a way um maybe not push each other is not the right <clears throat> word but like you can each relate to what you're each trying to do probably better than anybody oh else yeah, yeah yeah because of where you're at already yeah and so I wonder, is it this is kind of like a greatness begets greatness begets greatness type thing where you guys just kind of are already at this level and like the momentum is there, but you need to have someone else who can like match you at that. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I had won the games three times before training with Tia. She had won it twice before training with me. Whatever was, so, it was already working. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, like pe people's, I hear it a lot of like, like oh man like all these crossfitters coming out of cookville and it's like all right well rich came out of cookville and then like i had i had already won the games before i moved there t had already won the games before i moved there so it's just like we're just surrounding ourselves with more like-minded people with the same goals um yeah so i mean it's just a good thing building off more yeah. good things i'm just saying it's not a coincidence that the after the year of training with you t has come out with like <laughs> probably the most dominant performance yeah. of all time. Yeah, she killed it. Yeah. I remember, yeah, I was, when she was going out for the last event, I asked Shane, I was like, hey, like, like how, how's the point spread with Tia? Like, it, it, like, how's she doing? And he was like, uh, 165? I was like, <laughs> oh my God, what? Yeah, it was a hurtful lead. Like, yeah. I, I put it up on my Instagram. I was like, she'd have to lose by 17 spots in the yeah. field of 10. Um, yeah. Oh. You know, the, uh, yeah, I don't want to take up a ton of your time here. I know you got so many different media things going on. Um, but I guess the last thing I, I want to touch on is the landscape of the game season has changed a lot, mm -hmm. right? So many things still seem to be in flux. Like, I think this format is going to stay, but I think they're going to make some changes to improve it, as yeah. they have been in the past. Yeah, I mean, every year it's like there's things that worked things that could have worked better and they take that and they re they 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 find the things that didn't work or their mistakes mm -hmm. and they make them better i mean it's the same as any process so yeah. you try it you see what works what didn't work and you make it better so from your perspective having been obviously a veteran of the games for a while now like what do you think didn't work and how do you think that you'd want to see it change um so i mean just boldly saying what worked and didn't work um i don't i don't want to make any accusations because like what the the level that i see of it is so surface level sure it, it's like when i hear people commenting on things i do and i'm like we've you've never trained with me you've never spoken to me you've never we've never had any interaction who the fuck are you to tell me how i'm doing things um so i'm taking that like perspective to the game's format and how everything ran. I'm sure there's a million moving parts behind the scenes that I didn't see. Um, but there, there's some, some things that I hope get seen and get changed. Like, like a 10th place finish on day one is worth 80 points and then a 10th place finish on day four is worth 10 points. I, I don't like how certain movements get valued more 
depending on what day they land on. Yeah. Um, I think that's about it. I mean, I I think it's more exciting to keep a bigger field. But with these things too, it's like I've heard one person's side of it. I've heard like I've heard the side of it from Dave on some of these things, and I've heard the side of it from the guys who got cut on day one or two. And I agree with both of them. I see both of their stories. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, when I hear you talk about it, I go, yeah, that's a good point. And then I hear them talk about it, yeah, that's a good point too. (laughs) And so, I mean, it's just, no matter what you do, you're gonna piss someone off. Someone's gonna be disappointed. Someone else is gonna love it. So it's like, it's one of those things like, I have zero input on it. I have zero control over it. So it's like, whatever the rules are, but whatever the rules get made to be, that's what I'll play by. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. I mean, I will say that I am, I'm really excited that you won this year specifically because over this past year you've done a lot more outside media. And I feel mm. like if you had done a bunch of outside media and then it didn't go your way, you would have been like, you know what? I'm going, yeah, I'm going dark until the next yeah. CrossFit Games. Bye, everybody. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So at least now we get to see some <laughs> stuff, right? That, that to me is exciting. Yeah. So either way, man, thank you so much. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Again. Thank yeah. you.